0: But roughly 10 minutes, maybe 15, and then we're going to, we're going to, um, then we'll get our, our, um, baptismal candidates, we'll call them that, up here, and then, uh, they'll each tell their name and give a quick, quick, uh... (laughs) Has gone up here. I'll tell you that much. Mm. Roland, I love you, though. (laughs) Um, I'm going to come down here if it's okay to drive Stephen nuts. Yeah, I I want to talk a little bit about uh, baptism, and I want to talk about some of the other traditions that we still observe as a church. Uh, We would be called anything but a traditional church uh, around here, and we're not, we don't do that, we're not running away from tradition, we're running away from any parts of tradition that have caused people to feel, um, experience pain, feel like they're not enough, feel like um, they're not loved by their creator, so any parts of tradition that create that in people we've run away from, we've abandoned, we've gotten rid of it, because uh, Jesus said, I came to give to bring life and life more abundantly. So if something isn't full of love and life, then it isn't the heart of God. Amen? And we reject it. I don't care what scripture somebody has to show me how right this is uh, or how wrong something is or whatever. If it doesn't bring life to people, it is not the gospel. Do you hear me, church? Because as I've talked about... Over and over and over again, you will find what you're looking for in the Bible. So, if you're finding a reason for God to justify genocide, you're going to find it. If you're if you're trying to find a reason for God to encourage us to unite and to look out for for the the brokenhearted or for the marginalized, you'll find it. So, what you're looking for, you're going to find. And what we're looking for um, as a church is to know God's heart, and then to to let it be revealed to ourselves. So that we get it here, so that we can then share it and represent it to the world around us. And every single week we're doing our best to be better and better about how we love ourselves and love one another. That's really what this comes down to. Loving God is important, but loving God has to manifest in how we see ourselves. And then how we see ourselves needs to manifest into how we treat and see others. And if those three things aren't happening, we're missing something major. Come on. And what I've noticed is that you can backtrack it. You can go from the back, you can you can kind of troubleshoot it going backwards. I'm sure there's a fancy word for that. But you can troubleshoot it going backwards because if you find people who call themselves Christians and believers and they are mistreating the world around them, then you will oftentimes find a person who also feels the same way about themselves. And they are then projecting how they think they're seen by God, on everyone else around us. Because we, if we walk around feeling like we are, and this isn't my message, but that's fine, because I'll still get there. But if we walk around feeling like we are less than something, our human nature is then to make sure that something is less than us. It's our only way of feeling like, well, at least I'm not this bad. And so we walk around looking for something or somebody that is worse than us, and then we feel like we've got to make them know that they are worse than us. And all the while, we're trying to put salve on a wound that it will never heal that way. As a matter of fact, all it does is exacerbate and make it worse and inflamed to where we become what I think is prevalent coming from the mainline evangelical circles, and that is a lot of hate, a lot of division, a lot of anger, a lot of really ticked off people that do, that rarely represent anything that looks like the heart of God in my humble, very humble opinion. When you look up humble in the dictionary, you will find a picture of me. I'm that humble, okay? And as we've been on this journey, one of the things that I, I've been looking at is like we we look at these traditions of our faith and and we don't abandon them just because they're a tradition, right? Because some people go, "Oh, like, you know, they just that those people over there resemble nothing like you know," and that's not true. We we baptize people. We still believe in salvation. We. We take communion, we, we do these traditions, but we've had to kind of learn to take these traditions that many of us have done. And number one, realize that some people have frankly had bad experiences with it. Uh, Jamie shared her story publicly. So is it okay if I mention it? But Jamie was asking a local church for over three years to baptize her. And for three years, they him and hawed and made all the excuses in the world until they finally agreed to do it, but only in a private ceremony where no one was around. So to bring up baptism, you know, she's pretty thick skinned, but to bring up baptism, we don't know who in the room has had experiences like that. So immediately they start feeling things because they remember because baptism isn't a celebratory moment in their life. Baptism is a painful moment in their life. Where they felt rejected or the words that were spoken over them or the way they were taught it, they were they were taught that they are some, you know, nasty, evil, terrible thing that's gonna go down the waters and then emerge perfect until next week when we're told how terrible and awful we are again. It's like I thought I was a new creation last week. I don't feel very new anymore, right? But so we've had to learn like what do we do with these traditions? We don't throw them out for the sake of throwing them out, because the Bible clearly has a lot of information regarding some of these traditions. I mean, what Jesus did during communion is a really vital part of that story. He gathers his disciples around, and they, they break bread. And, of course, it is, it is representing the sacrifice of, of his blood and his body as, and, as we partake of the bread and the wine. But, but we've been taught over the years that by taking communion that then something happens to us. By being baptized, that something happens to us. Like, and, and the problem with that is that we we establish a paradigm or or, or an order of um, what's a good word for it? Kind of a a service order, if you will. We establish a paradigm where we are we teach people that in their faith journey, the way that they become or have access to something is by doing something. So if you do this, you get this. And if you do this, then God sees you this way. And if you do this, then you're going to have this. And if you do this, then you're going to get this. And if you do this... So it's like, if you tithe, you're going to be blessed. Now, there's 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 nothing wrong with the idea of when you learn to give, it's amazing how things come back to you. But when you put it in the context of if you, if you don't do this, then you're never going to have this. The opposite, the part that is... That is not spoken. The unspoken opposite of all of these equations is the burden on you and I to do, 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 do. I'm going to watch this back and wish I didn't say do so many times. But the idea is, is that when we have a kind of a pay-for-play, if you will, mentality in faith, there's no end to it. And we get caught in this trap In Christianity, where when we think we've done enough, somebody finds another story or a scripture to show us, ah, now you need to do this. So you could be, in mainline evangelical stuff, you could be giving more than 10% every week of your money. Heck, you could be given 50%. You could have been baptized. You could serve in the children's church. You could... We call it kid city because children's church sounds weird. Um, You could, you could be doing all of the things and you'd be like, I'm, I am like, I am like an A plus rated Christian by the better business bureau, (laughs) the better Bible bureau. I am like the best. And then you're all excited because you're like, I've locked all these things down. I've done the classes, I serve, I give, I do all the things, and I'm just on fire. I'm just amazing. And then next week, what are they talking about? Fasting. That's a no for me. That is a no, right? And then sometimes you'll get somebody that says, well, you don't have to fast food. Maybe just fast like sugar or fast social media. And then recently I saw there's a whole big teaching that's sweeping the evangelical world that no, it has to be food. You can't just, this this Gen Z BS of, of you can fast social media. No, it has to be food. The biblical way of fasting is you can't eat food. And then if you're not like me and you can fast food and you do it and you get it all locked down, then they're like, what's your prayer life like? God's not moving in your life because you don't get up every morning and pray. How long do you pray? I spend about five minutes in prayer every day. Well, not every day. There's your problem. It's like we've got spiritual mechanics walking around just troubleshooting everything. Like, well, your transmission's good, but your tires are starting to get bald. And it's never ending. It's like owning a home. Something's always breaking, right? And we just live under such misery. So when we are going through these traditions, I'm doing my best and we are doing our best. My mom and I had a conversation about this yesterday. It's like, yeah, we still believe in baptism, but baptism today, baptism doesn't unlock anything for anybody getting baptized. They're not going to gain access to something uh, because of what they're going to do out here. What they are going to do is recognize what they already have. That's the difference. In, 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 in real faith, we don't do so that we can have something. We already have it. We already are. You already are a new creation. You're not going to come out of the waters a new creation. You're just publicly expressing, I'm a new creation. It's a great day to celebrate and mark on your calendar that this day something happened. Come on. The other thing that we've done for years... Now, this is going to get on some of your your nerves a little bit, and I'm sorry. The other thing that we did for years is we were like, you know, when you come out of the waters of baptism, the Bible says that you shall be filled with the Holy Spirit. And then, of course, lots of denominations, and, and we've been there for, we were there for years, that being filled with the Holy Spirit meant you aren't filled with the Holy Spirit unless you physically speak in tongues. Okay? So... Come out of the waters of baptism. We pray over you. So then think about this. You're like, I'm getting baptized. And my family's here to watch me get baptized. And I wore the loose, dark clothing like they told me to. And I'm all ready. And I'm excited and nervous. And I did all the things. And I went to the class. And then you go down the waters of baptism. And you come out. And then somebody's praying over you. And they're looking at you like still somehow communicating to you that you didn't get the full thing. Because you didn't speak in tongues now. And then for a while, we had a guy that would come and preach here who would then decide whether the tongues you were speaking were baby tongues or they were mature tongues. I'm not lying. I feel like I need to write a book about this. And so then they would say, if you got out of the waters of baptism, we laid hands on you, which we're not going to do any of this today. We might pray for you, but that's not the goal. The goal is just to simply be a part of a community of celebrating you. But if you came out of the bars of baptism and you were going, ba, 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 then this particular pastor that came here said, those are baby tongues, those aren't mature tongues, and you really don't have it, have it. And I could go on and on and on and on and on and on, and on to show you all of the ways that we are communicating, whether overtly or subvertly, That you think you have it all, but you don't. You don't actually have access to what you think you have access to. Why? Because we need you to do something else. We need you to hit another measurement. We need you to to participate in this. We need you to do this. We need you to do this. And all of the stuff I'm mentioning, whether it's serving or giving or praying or all of that, all that's great and I want us all to do it, but we should do it because we want to do it. Not because we think we're getting access to something. We should do it because it's like, I, I'd really love to be a part of this community. I want to contribute. I want to be a part. I want to serve. I want to give my gifts, my talents. That's why we do it. We don't do it so that we can have access to something. Why? Because when, 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 when Jesus breathed his last breath and it says, it is finished, what was finished in that was not just redemption. What was finished in it was the delivery system that brings all of the things that religion tells you you have to earn. Jesus, through the cross, delivered it all to us. And now we've spent the last 2,000 years trying to convince people that everything that Jesus did and delivered to them, they now have to re-earn, repurchase, and you don't. Communion, we, we, when it was all done, Jesus wasn't like, I want you to do this again so that you can experience exactly what happened here right now. He said, do this in remembrance of me. He said, hey, when you get together... Remind yourself of what this is all about. Whether it's communion or baptism or any of the other traditions that we still observe, this is a reminder. When you, those that are getting baptized today, when you get baptized and you come out of the water, we are just as a as a community celebrating and allowing ourselves to collectively remind you of the journey that you're on and what has already been done on your behalf, including the infilling and dwelling of the Holy Spirit. Do you hear me today? It is already, God has already made all of this accessible and available to you and I. So stop believing you have to earn and start believing that it's already been done. And you can decide, hey, this isn't my thing. I don't want to do it. That's okay. That's the, you're on your journey. You're on your faith journey. We respect that. But there is so much accessible and available that, that we have the ability to, to have in our lives. The joy that comes. The peace that comes. The, all the stuff that comes along with a faith journey and receiving what has already been done for us. That is all available to us. And there is nothing, listen to me nothing you have to do but just receive it. That's it. These are gifts. And you can pick up the gift and open it or not. That's up to you. And anything else, any of the you have to earn, pay-for-play nonsense that goes on is just that. It's a lie. And some of you in the room have gone, well, I've always wanted to do these things, but I was excluded because of one reason or another. And those are lies too. One of the things that people are like, yeah, they'll say like, you don't talk about sin a lot. And that's because most people's idea of sin is wrong. They don't understand the definition of sin. Sin is anything that we would believe about who God is or how he sees us. That is a lie. That's sin. It's not the gambling or cheating or any of that stuff. That's the manifestation of us not operating in who God's created us to be. But the sin comes when we believe a lie. Well, guess what else is lies? That you're not allowed to be baptized because of who you love. Guess what else is a lie? God's never going to show his favor upon you because you don't give the required amount in service or whatever it is. Guess what else is a lie? Uh, You're never going to be blessed because you don't serve in church. Those are all lies. Or guess what else is a lie? You have baby tongues. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing, right? <laughs> Baby tongues. Yes.
1: My baptism, okay? How many times have we said,
2: if I could do it over again with what I know, okay? If we could just start over again. Well, that's what baptism, that's what it did for me. I could start over again. And it was no more me, me, I, my, I. It was like all of a sudden it's like they are helping, giving. Free lessons, and it changed everything. This is my second chance that I can, all the nonsense I did, you know, I could start again. And it's like, now it's great. I said, this church, people, I was like, it's coming together. There was nobody lower than me. (laughs) I didn't believe me. And so to me, it was a, a brand new beginning. You know, so like, now it's like, I am so happy, you know, that I didn't believe any of the bullshit you know (laughs) excuse me I said did I say bullshit too (laughs) loud
1: but that's what it was for me
0: this is why I I say you can take the girl out of New York but you can't take the New York out of the girl alright there you go you were doing so well you were doing so well I was this close to being like mom she's going to replace you in class and then you let that fly now you're suspended for a year okay testifying in church. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Yes. If you remember them. All right, let's get our, um, let's get our candidates for baptism up here. Let's do that. There's seven of them. So welcome them as they come up. We're going to move this. Y'all join me on stage so they can see you. Yep. Step right up. Dun, 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 dun. Ladies and gentlemen, Lindley, Shante. here we go, all right, um, great, step forward in the light, I know, there you go, see, some people just know where the light is and some people don't, uh, um, sorry, it's good, it's better you don't, it's better, all right, we're going to start down there, because he, he's the loud one, so we're going to start down there, not here, so you can go last. So this is what they're going to do. They're going to give you their name and just a couple sentences uh, for them of why they've decided to, to get baptized. You ready? Don't preach. I know you. Don't preach. There you
1: go. This is not Storyteller Sunday. Yes.
0: Hey, my name's Tommy,
1: and so my real name is Thomas, and he was a doubter in the Bible. And so I don't have any doubt that this is where God wants me to be. I feel that this is something that he's drawing me to do that I have wanted to do this in the past at other settings. But first off, let me say, thank you family. And so I've never dedicated myself to this a church, to a congregation, to my God, and so that's what I want to do today. Awesome.
3: Hi, my name is Darla Ferrante, and uh, I was christened as an infant, and um, I've always been a part of church practically my whole life, and this is the first time that consciously I have felt the need to publicly declare that um, Jesus is my Savior, and I have found my home and my family. And I just want to thank everybody for loving me from the moment I walk through the doors. is Holly Kreisen. I just recently graduated Harvest House, and I thought this would be a great way <laughs> to show my new beginning.
2: Okay. Uh, hi, good morning. I'm Chad. Uh, well, let's see. I I got baptized when I was like eight years old, and I had no idea what was going on. I just thought, hey, there's a swimming pool. I'm going swimming. Uh, Tilly pushed me under the water, and then it was tragic. Uh, um but no in all seriousness um god has just been doing all types of movement in my life uh pastor dan i believe you did say one time uh, god will rudely interrupt your life and he has definitely done that with chad So um, a lot of the times uh, I've questioned it, I've kind of wondered, do you want me to do this? Are you sure? And I'm like, wait a minute, are you questioning God? Oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I'm doing this now, knowing that I'm moving forward, uh, letting him just take the wheel. Good morning, my name's Lindley, and um, today is super special for me. I might get a little emotional. I, my, my family, um, we were condemned from church because of the group that I belong to, which is very marginalized. And walking through the doors here and seeing the love and passion that all of you share, no matter what. What group you come from has been home for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Like the message this morning through song, I'm declaring today that I am
3: a child of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Shantae. Same with Lindley. We came together. We both kind of were shunned whenever. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so we came to the Diverse Rest and knew that day that this was where we needed to be. So we came the next day, and we've missed the last couple weeks. But other than that, like, this is our home. And, <laughs> And... I mean, I was baptized when I was nine, but the same thing. I didn't know what was going on. Um, I had to be dumped twice because I didn't fully go under. So it was kind of a very, <laughs> it but I had no clue what was going on. And um, until Lindley brought me to the Adverse Fest, we never thought we'd go to church again. And this is just my home and I'm giving myself over. I'm surrendering myself and finally just accepting that this is where I need to be and that this is my home. Good morning, my name is Severina. Um I'm standing here and thinking, what am I going to say? <laughs> it's not very clear in my mind yet, but um, Christ has been in my life for quite some time now, and um, I'm closing, literally yesterday I closed a huge karmic cycle in my life, really, really big one, and this just fits it fits perfectly into this new chapter of my life where Christ is at the very center of my decisions and the love is the main value that um, drives my life and um, the things that I do. So, thank you.
0: Yeah, will you give all of them one more hand? Will you do that for me? So here's, yeah. Here's what we're going to do. Now, you don't have to stay for Food Truck Sunday, although we would love you to, but please stay for this. It is very important as a community we celebrate. So what we do is we gather all around the tank. We just crowd in there, and we baptize them one by one. My mom and I will get the tank. Please stay, and then here's what we like to do. And if you have been baptized or you're going to be baptized, the same will be done for you. When they come out of the water, we like to scream and celebrate and shout to really traumatize them. <laughs> no, to I mean I mean sorry to really celebrate them. So we will clap and cheer and celebrate with them. So give me about 90 seconds to change. And uh, where's Robin? Does she have my clothes? She's coming with them. Yeah, she left me. But we're gonna meet you out there in just a couple minutes. We'll start baptizing, and then if you if you do it, that's great. Um, stay for food truck Sunday because directly following it, we will um, we will run um, over to where we've got the food truck set up and, and enjoy food together. Do you have my clothes, dear? Yeah. No. Do you, do did I not bring them? They're in the back seat, I think didn't I give you the, did I not bring them? I'm getting, I'll meet you out there. Y'all, we're going to find my clothes and we're going to baptize. Okay. So let's head out there.